Welcome to Grog Talk. I'm James. I'm Dan. And where are we at today, Dan? Oh, we are at the tavern. Just named, quote, the tavern. Right, we're at the at, tavern. At the keep on the borderlands. Yes. What I like about the keep is it's very calm, mm-hmm. never any trouble, uh, nothing brewing. I don't remember that. I no. remember it being a place of, full of uh, scum and villainy where you can get good rumors, such as we know we find out what Briark means there. Well, that's true. That's true. So Briark uh, means I surrender. That's what you find out is one of the rumors. That's the rumors, the that's false right. rumors. Well, you don't know that when you're told that. That's what makes it great. So um, anyway. Did anyone ever actually fall for that, I wonder? Like that they ruled that rumor. Mm-hmm. They thought it meant I surrender. So they run at them. Right. Only to be oh, slaughtered. Right. Well, I think there's a lot of reasons to be slaughtered when it came to B2. Because yes. uh, even 10 kobolds against a bunch of This is levels. my advice. Well, let's give some advice to people who haven't been through it. Okay. Since they're listening, go... The first cave you should go to is the one at the farthest back. That's right. All the way in the back. (laughs) The top level in the back. Just start there. Uh, That's a pro tip for us. And and, uh, make sure you have something else to do for the rest of the evening. Exactly. Besides Go bowling. Well, we have, uh, again, we have a little figure. We have a guest with us here on Grog Talk. Um, Before we start jibber-jiving too much, I will let Dan introduce Rod. uh, So, Dan, uh, why don't you introduce our guest? Sure. So, we're very happy today to have Rod from another podcast, The Thaco Factor. Uh, So, Rod, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah, no, we're we're fans of the podcast. Uh, And you can talk a little bit about it. Uh, I know you started the podcast, I think, around the time that we started our podcast, and my recollection is it started as a 1E podcast. You've, you've sort of gone more in, in additional directions, more just, you know, D&D in general at times. But if right. I recall, it started as a 1E podcast like ours. Yeah, mainly is first edition. I, I try to stick true to the old, old way of the game. But, you know, sometimes I get viewers that ask for certain things. So I'll take and bring them up once in a while. And the wife and I started our Monster Mondays which I've primarily got her doing those, but we're putting research in there involving all facets of Dungeons & Dragons so we get a a nice full round picture of what a monster would be like instead of just a two-paragraph blurb that you have to elaborate on. I saw that. You just did kobolds, I believe? Yes, yes, we did. Now, here's my fun. My question for you is Shirley, right? Is that your yes? Uh, yes. Is is Shirley basically a hostage in this, or is she a willing participant and a player? She is a willing participant. <laughs> I got her into the game after I got her out of that uh, acronym game <laughs> we were talking about earlier. Yeah, the, the uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, yes, the WOW. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it sounds like a veterans organization. No, it's yeah. well. You you feel like you've been through a war if you play enough. <laughs> wow, it's a great. It's but it's it's a rabbit hole that you could it spend is. your entire life. You could spiral life. down that thing. And I tried the Iron Man challenge, and I got as far as burning steps. So <laughs> I, so, I couldn't get past it. So what is the burning? Oh, what is the Iron Man challenge? What does that mean? Just real quick. Oh, uh, what the Iron Man challenge is is you start out and you can't wear any magical armor. You cannot have anybody heal you. You just go straight on, balls to the wall. <laughs> Until until you die. Wow. Okay. That's, yeah. That's until, the, you're, until you just give up. 
<laughs> That's like a, a bad Dark Souls kind of thing. So these are video games, Stan. God. Yes. They came you. out after 1989. Yeah, see, James knows he has to explain anything to me that is after the, the late 80s. It's, it, you're almost like, was it, was it not Buck Rogers? What was that show where the person was cryogenically frozen and mm-hmm. he was frozen in like 1989? I'm like Rip Van Winkle. Okay, that's right. <laughs> I know him. Just magically appeared. So, 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 Rod, why don't you uh, tell us how you got in the hobby? You know what, what, you, what game you started with, uh, which, and what you're playing now. Well, I got started on the Holmes Basic back in 1978 mm. when I was at Boy Scout camp oh, wow, <laughs> out of Oregon, a place called Camp Baker. The uh, senior patrol leader and his brothers were into the game, and they brought a coffee can full of dice and a module, and it just took off. Awesome. Yeah. See, I think I think Rod was smart. So I think Rod, you should have stayed with Holmes Basic. I've decided, and I know this is a little bit of a strange position to take for a one E podcast, mm-hmm. but one E seems so rules heavy. I think I'm 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 regressing. Right. Something like Holmes Basic seems appealing to me. I mean, I looked at the rules. They're like what thirty some odd forty pages. Forty pages. That sounds awesome. Yeah. The uh, well, yeah, that multi was sixty four. So. Yeah. Well, you know, you got these kids today where, you know, it's, it's got to be like video game based where, you, where you're getting stuff handed to you left and right. And that's kind of where they're going with 5e, right? We don't. Well, I've played 5e. Uh, I think Dan's played it once. 5e? Yeah. It was. Dan, when, you more editions? When you went down to GaryCon, I think it was probably to the right, you went to the left. I walked in the wrong door and I found myself in a game <laughs> of 5e. It was terrible. I didn't, and what was weird about it, I didn't even know it until like halfway through. <laughs> What is this? What do you mean? I have uh, advantage. What does that mean? So, go ahead. Yeah, I was very confused. Rod, do you remember your first game, and do you remember your first character and what you played? Uh, My first character was a little thief. Um, He was Sir Rodimus. (laughs) Sir Rodimus. Okay. (laughs) Yes, he was a halfling thief. Uh, I believe I made it through about maybe thirty minutes of the module. (laughs) Now, now, were you actually knighted? It was. (laughs) <laughs> or did you just name? Was your first name Sir? Uh, no, um, I stole the title officially. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> well, he's a thief. He is right. a thief. Right. That's, that's, that's about right. Yeah, well, uh, got to play a thief, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to make yourself look like something you're not. And did you say your character didn't survive? No, he made it thirty minutes into keep. <laughs> what I love about, and we've had this before, I think Carlos Leising, who is a guest that we had on the show, mm-hmm. is that the great thing about D&D is that it seems like when people play for the first time, they don't last long, yet they're strangely hooked. Right. Right? Their character dies fast. Horrible. And like, I wanted to do this again. Right. When yeah. can we play next? And, and, but yet, as they continue to play, they're not as enamored with it as we found with some of the people who showed up at our game. Yeah. They lasted 20 minutes, and then they just left. Yeah, they figured they would get better at it. <laughs> they didn't realize it wasn't them. 20 years later, you're dead. For me, it was less daunting as I progressed. Okay. So I started out as the, uh, the thief class, and I worked my way into the magic user class. Um, I tried cleric for about 20 minutes, didn't like it. <laughs> well, that's good. That's what we're going to talk about today. So you'll have a lot to... You picked the perfect show. <laughs> <laughs> the theme is clerics. That's right. So you it's can about say, time you learned. Well, we have a contrarian. We'll have someone here who goes, oh, that's really nice, but that's terrible. He doesn't agree. That's with right. That. That'll be good. He'll, it's the pro and con. Right. Point, counterpoint segment. That's right. Yeah, it's always about deity of choice. 
Daniel Ignorant Slut. Right. Or is that genuine mm. Ignorant Slut? Uh-huh. It's, it, instead of genuine Ignorant Slut, it'll be Daniel Ignorant that's Slut. Right. That's right. Saturday Night Live. So, Arad, do you, uh, do you have a favorite character that you've played? So, do you have a character that made very high level, that uh, you hold dear to your heart? Uh, not anymore. Um, I used to have a 3x5 file index folder full of characters and NPCs that I could just pull out at random. But over times of moving and everything, you know, things just up and grow legs of their own. <laughs> Do you still have your original books or did you, or like many of us, did you get rid of them and have to rebuy them on eBay? Uh, I had to repurchase mine. Uh, mine went over to Korea with me when I was in the Army back in the uh, 80s and somehow got lost in shipping. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So okay. somewhere in Korea. So yeah, they made. Korea. <laughs> they made it to Korea. They just didn't make it back. Uh-huh. Right. Right. No books left behind. That's apparently a pair of books left behind. Books behind. Um, well, maybe uh, the president. Well, can, uh, either that or we could, uh, well, if it's on the return. It's the South. I assume it's in South Korea. He can't, I, I, he can't say. He can't divulge if he <laughs> went into North well, Korea. If you know anything about Korea, it'd be like around Dongdachan City. They call it TDC. Well, okay. So if, right. do we have any Korean listeners? Uh, you know, I haven't seen on our, our – we don't have a Korea podcast uh, challenge. We have a J- Japanese challenge. But now we can now extend it to South Korea. So if you're in South Korea, mm-hmm. we need to be on the lookout. Did you, have your, did, were the na- did you have your name typed out in that little black – you know, the little puncher things that would yeah. type the little black labels, little label punchers? Yeah, I'll yep. show you on the screen back in the day. Do, is your name in your books? Actually, it was scribbled in bright red ink. Oh, perfect. So, like back, that back in the day. Yeah, the he, old, he went right the red ink. The old uh, thing there. So, yeah. But so, yeah, so any listeners in South Korea, be on the lookout for bright red ink with Rod's name on it. We've heard of House Hunters, and we've talked about the book Reunification Project, which has been a complete bust at this totally point. Totally success. So what we have here is we have a program, a project, That's right. uh, in which we try to reunite players with their old books, you know, mm. because people have books and, you know, I've got ones that have people's names in it that are obviously not my name. And you know how many players and books we've reunited in, in the, what, I don't know, many six months? Six months now. Six months. Now six, how many? Months. I have no clue. Zero. Zero. That's right. <laughs> we've done zero. But now we're going to expand it internationally because... <laughs> it's our only hope. Uh, maybe our, the uh, Chamberlain, his most august arc due to Australia, David Thompson, since he's He's close. It's close. Australia. He can go South over there Korea. tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Americans in our geography. That's a. It's what. It's probably a twenty minute drive. There's probably drive. a ferry. Yeah, it's probably a ferry. You might think there's a ferry. From Adelaide, Adelaide to Seoul. I, I wonder what the boat trip is. That to just take like that. hit some of the used bookstores <laughs> in South Korea. <laughs> While you're over in South Korea, David, could you go check to see if Rod's books are there? Yeah, <laughs> we're working on that for you, Rod. Hopefully, you will be able to, uh, first. to get your get your books back. So right. I wouldn't buy any it more would be at this nice. point. It would be buy- nice to have those first run books that I had. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> well, Rod, and before I know, we, we want to get to our uh, our random encounter uh, segment. Uh, I know the fans are waiting for that. But Rod, so um, has it been fun doing your podcast? I know you're quite diligent, and I recommend it. It's you should tell us where it is. I know it's on YouTube, right? Yes. You, you have a channel on YouTube. Um, are there other places to find it? Um, not really. I'm I'm all over Facebook with it, sticking on different sites that you know that I'll allow me to to post on. 
Yep, and that's where I came across it. And uh, so uh, you're very diligent. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got a lot of podcasts. They're they're different than ours in the sense they're shorter. Yeah. So there's more and they're shorter, uh, right. which is probably wise. Of, of right. Of He's Rod. very concise. Right. He that was our plan. Jibber jabber. Right. right. See, I've been trying to keep them down around five minutes here lately, because people are fickle. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know they. They get into it. Oh, oh! This is eight minutes long. It's it's not worth my time, you know. So, it just you, you got to play the audience the way right. the way they uh, view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure our audience goes, "Oh, this is two hours and thirty minutes. This is yeah. This, this is, is this is should, a should, long. I, should I listen to this podcast or watch Dances with Wolves? It's <laughs> <laughs> a close. Well, Titanic. Watch Dances with Wolves. You might as well get into all the extras afterwards and right. make it four hours. Yeah. It's. Uh-huh. Uh, Wow. What are the extras after? There's extra, extra content. I've never watched I didn't know that. There's extra content to Dance with Wolves? There's like, yeah, an extended the version? Does. The Blu-ray has it. Blu-ray has it. Has it. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. very good. It's been very informative. So you can skip our podcast now, and we, we, or we'll just watch Dances with Wolves for the podcast. As the next podcast. Right. We'll, we'll do a comedy. It would be like Mystery Science Mystery Theater. Science Theater. <laughs> That's right. You'll see our silhouettes there. That would uh, be good. So, uh, I can really see you guys doing a Mystery Science Theater spoof. <laughs> he, he can already tell. He can already tell that this is that's that's about. Don't show us. Show our silhouettes and just watch yes. a movie. This this is when it's it's a clear suggestion that we should move to Random Encounter. Right. This is taking this seriously. This is good. So so um, and and I do want during our time, Rod, to really kind of you know I, I've I've watched some of your videos and of that. Right. And and um, you kind of have a theme. It's not just one e and you know. You're also very supportive of folks and and, and trying to be enter- uh, not only entertaining but uh, educational. So, um, right. as we go on, you know, please uh, you know let our our listeners know some of the topics you bring up, and some of the themes that you brought up in the podcast. But we'll we'll uh, this is a kind of freeform thing. We we do our a random encounter. This is one of Dan's. Um, Many, many contributions contributions to the show. <laughs> so mm-hmm. this is where we randomly pick a monster and then we talk about it as much as we know about it. And we try to figure out how we can use it as a DM. So uh, okay. actually, do you have dice there, uh, Rod? I can go grab them. I don't have my D30. I lost it. <laughs> That's okay. Do you have your re- regular set of dice? Yeah, I've got about 40 sets. <laughs> okay. Get me right back with one yeah. of them. Yeah, bring them over here because you can roll. I don't need to roll for All this. right. So Rod is going to go get some dice. And we've done, I noticed that Rod had a segment on the owlbear. He did. We had, oh, okay. That was one of our random encounters. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's one that he knows, so then we can just shut up and he could do the whole thing for us. What we would do is we'd just cut this part out and we'd put in his that video. Would, actually, maybe we could just go to breakfast, you and That's I, right. and he could just right. carry on. Hey, hey, Rod, so if it's something that you know, the mon- if it's a monster you've gone over, Dan and I will just leave, and you can just play your video. <laughs> Uh, on it, and we could just leave. Well, you you could just queue it up. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you do that. There you go. Perfect. That would yeah. be good. You know, maybe we could just. I, I give you my uh, verbal permission. Ah, awesome. That's good uh, enough in my book. I love it. Maybe we could just call his. Maybe he could just change his name to Grog Talk. That's right. And we just retire, <laughs> and there'd be Grog Talk. Would Would they know any difference? No, I, I don't think so. So, are you ready, Rod? I'm ready. What do you want me to roll? And just to let you know, we are, against my better judgment, we do use the Monster Manual 2. Part 2. Whatever. That's Part 2. That's a di- Huh? Part 2. Part 2. That's a different discussion. We need you to roll a uh, 10-sided die because we need to find out where we are. Are we in a dungeon? Are we underwater? Are we in the wilderness? So just okay. a die, die check. A 4. 
In the dungeon. Oh, well, we're, we were in the astral plane for a while, so this is good. Yeah, you know what we encountered in the astral plane? What did food we? A creature. A food creature. And a gorgon. And a gorgon. Ooh, now that sounds like some fun times. Right. Oh, I need I want to mention this to you. So, also, Rod, we have we're trying to construct sort of a little village, right? Aren't yes. we with different okay. names of different right. places? That's Can right. we have a tavern called the Gorgon's Tale? The Gorgon's Tale. That's right. That we could have the tavern called the Gorgon's. And you'd Tale. have a Gorgon, and it would like you know like. Well, it should have a gnome trying to catch the Gorgon's Tale. Oh, that's awesome. That yeah, and the tail's moving. You write that down. Put the tail's the moving. Tail. The tail's moving. And the, <laughs> the gnome is the, jumping. The gnome is <laughs> yes, jumping. That's that would right. be great. That'd the be Gorgon's perfect. Tale. The Gorgon's Tale. Okay. Because we have some other places like the Pass the Pearl Identity Shop. Yeah, tail or tail? Huh? Both. Oh, here's the oh, the there. Gorgon's Tale. You mean T-A-L-E? Yeah, that's right. That's good. The production Gollum. Value. Wow. Value. How's yeah. that? He gets a star on the helmet. You know, by the way, this unfortunately will be one of his last. Uh, he's going back to Production Goblin Academy uh, next Saturday for right. a few weeks. So he'll mm-hmm. be only here for the first part of the show. So uh, I find this out on the air. Uh, wow. You know, this, is, this, this makes for a drop. If I told you before, it wouldn't be dramatic. <laughs> Our viewers, are pre- that, there's tension. That, stay, to, stay for the next two hours and find out why. Exactly. Oh, Don't spray me. Try tea. All right. So he, okay. we're in a dungeon. We're in a dungeon. Uh, Gorgon's Tail, that's good. Rod, good job. the Gorgon's Tail. And I like how we all contributed, uh, right. you know, because uh, we got the T-A-L-E. That's right. You got the gnome jumping. That's right. And I, of course, you know, have the big concept. Well, my purpose of this is that hopefully the Gorgon will breathe and, and kill the gnome. That was the purpose of it. Oh, but he's going the other way. Well, he turned around. The that tail. was the whole point. Oh, so your head's turned around. Well, he tur- he he's looking forward. That the gnome grabs a tail, then he turns around in anger. But he probably survives because well, I be won't. Ki- we don't want to show uh, uh, visual displays of gnome violence like that. And we can and we can have a gorgon in there, like you ride it, like the uh, the western, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, like a bar. Like you ride it's the uh, like, like a uh, the John Travolta, a yeah. mechanical gorgon, okay. mechanical a mechanical gorgon. gorgon. And it would be Animated appropriate Gorgon. because don't Animate. they look mechanical? Yeah, they do kind of look metallic uh, plated, the Gorgon. So yeah. animated Gorgon. Nice. All right, the Gorgon's, the Gorgon's tail. All Get right. some kobold engineers in there to build it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. See, nice tie-in. Are we enslaving them? Uh, I, don't, I don't Are we paying them? I, I don't know. There's probably union dues there. Okay. All right. We need you to roll another die 10. This is to determine the monster level. Okay. So D10. Another four. Four. Okay. okay. All right. All right, we need you to roll a... Oh, this is the weird one. Is this the a die 8 and yeah. the die 12? So, uh, yes, if you could roll a D8 and a D12 and add the result together. All right. It would be funny to play a joke in here. We just had him keep rolling like 20 times. <laughs> oh, nice. 13. Okay, 13. This is live. We don't, we don't... A gargoyle. Gargoyle. Today's monster is the gargoyle. So have you done anything From on the gargoyle? From Monster Manual 1. That's Thank right. goodness. Right, I have to- not touched the gargoyle yet. This is perfect then. So we're all going to learn something. Well, James, how much do you know about a gargoyle? Well, I, I, I know a little bit about it. Uh, the gargoyle, that besides it's, uh, I think it's AC5. You know what I like about the gargoyle? Yes, it's it AC5. It only has a very small amount of reading yeah, that's right. to do. Well, it's pretty iconic. I mean, people have thought about it. Um, go ahead. <laughs> you, put, you put your hand I don't know. I know. That was rude. Okay, you guys want to guess the frequency? Oh, I, I didn't look at the frequency of the gargoyle. Any right. guesses? Don't look, look at it. Don't look at it, Rob. We have to guess. First, no, you have I to guess. Get my book ready. Oh, good. Nope. He's I'm not impart, looking at it. Try to impart our knowledge to him. Well, uh, this is the, after this, you can look at. It. So it's it's a guess of. So, oh, we have frequency. To add. I'd say rare. Yeah, I, I would say. Well, I'm going to go with rare as well. So this is interesting. Just it's uncommon. Unco- that's crazy. Wow. Okay. Okay. You ready for this? 
Uh-huh. Rod, can you guess how frequent the hill giant is? Um, uncommon. It is common. Common. Which surprised yeah. it surprised all of us to learn that the hill giants. So hill giants are just like everywhere. <laughs> yeah, an uncommon right. indicates a twenty percent chance. So there's a twenty percent ch- in a in an encountered region or area where it might be an inhabitant. Hmm. So again, where do they reside? That's is the lo- interesting part. Aren't they on like uh, edifices? Or? They're underground caverns and amongst ruins and dwellings. So if you're in an underground cavern or ruining dwelling, you may have a one in five chance. If you have a random encounter, be a gargoyle. That's and, hard. And the number appearing, 2 to 16. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah, that is hard. Right? A lot of hit die. Mm. Uh, hit dice. Oh, and there's th- four attacks. Yes. Wow. They get four attacks. Okay. Is that the grog line or is that the dog line? That's the dog line. Oh, the dog line. I got it. These monsters are ferocious predators of a magical nature. They are typically found amongst ruins or dwellings under caverns, as you noted. They will attack anything they detect, right. regardless of whether it is good or evil, 90% of the time. They I, got, best... I got to mute guys really quick. Sure. Go ahead. They love to... I fear like his... his I fear, player's I fear hand he's being be attacked eaten. by his own... <laughs> okay, so, okay, so uh, Roger, um, we need everyone to remain calm. That's right. The last, last thing we know is we heard growling, <laughs> and then, and went, then Rod he's disappeared, gone. is gone. <laughs> And we can't hear anything. Rod, are you there? Rod, are you there? <laughs> Would we be responsible? This is like a bad movie where you have a guest online. It's like uh, they're in the house. That's uh, right. <laughs> He's attacked by a random monster. Oh, a gargoyle. No, you know what it is? Didn't we have some sort of dog discussion? What, didn't we have a random monster of a dog, a blink dog or something? We had the food creature. There was a food That's dog. That's a dog-like, yeah. yeah. They had a food dog. He's attacked by a food dog. All right. They, they love best to torture prey to death. Yeah. When it is helpless. Wow. Because they are fairly intelligent and evil, they will sometimes serve an evil master of some sort. Oh, and then, of course, there's always the marine variety. Yeah. Okay. What's the obsession with the marine variety? I know. What? I'm with you. Uh, I mean, I, I, there's marine hobgoblins. There's marine... Uh, what's some of the other things? Gun. Well, we have, do we have elves? Don't we have elves in yes, the Yes, marine elves, the sea elves. Yeah. So I don't know why they're... Why does there have to be a because again gargoyles the iconic is sitting on the on the castle, how, what is it under under Atlantis? It's an Atlantic uh, yeah. gargoyle. I don't really quite get that. The only thing I really knew about them was that because again you play video games, uh, the the old Gold Box series. Rod, did you play the old Gold Box series yes. games? Yes. So Back they had in the day, yeah. yeah. Plus they were plus you needed plus one weapons to hit, so that made them kind of a pain if you didn't have a magic weapon. Well, these are yeah, these are vicious because you need a plus one to uh, plus one or better weapon to hit. The four attacks. So I guess it's the horn. So it's the uh, the two claws. I thought it was two claws, a bite, and a tail, but it could be the horn. Well, you got oh, you got four. So maybe you're right. Yeah, you're probably right. But there is a horn. It does actually. Because I don't know how you could bite and gore them with your horn. Yeah, that's that would be a pretty good attack. That would be difficult. You right. think, though, that as he's going to bite you, he would probably poke your eye out. Well. Because he goes to bite you and he's got a horn. Right. Don't you think? Yeah. Go uh, for a neck shot and twist your head. But. So we don't know. You know, the problem with this picture, what don't they have here? Yes, it, they don't have a human. Right, being Like that poor guy right. who's got the gap. Yeah, you're right. On this page alone, we've got the guy being eaten by the giant gar, by about gar. to be. I don't exactly. think he doesn't look like he's no, going to escape. he's not going to survive. 
You've got the, the poor guy being hit you, by the gas spore. Right. You can see that he's a dead man. Yeah, but the ghoul, the ghost, and the gargoyle, nothing's... Oh, yeah, and even with the giant fungi, yeah, he, or the violent fungi... He's a dead man. He's just sitting there. That's what made the Monster PB Manual wonderful. That's right. right. That's exactly what made it wonderful. It's, it's how you're going to die. Even the giants, they, they missed out. No, they totally missed out. Yeah. So we really don't know how the gargoyle uh, attacks. Oh, the Iron Golem is awesome. Yeah. The Iron Golem's about to crush someone. <laughs> yeah, there's so many good pictures of death and destruction. So I think the gargoyles are pretty awesome. I didn't realize that they were so nasty well, and ferocious. Well, 2 to 16 is crazy. That means there's an average of 9. If you were really to roll this randomly, you're in a, a, a ruin. And your dungeon master is just ro rolling it out of the DMG. You could end up with nine oh, gargoyles. That is That's basically... That's game over. Yeah, that is an incomprehensible death that segment. That would be. That's the awesome one. Yeah, you're just walking along. You go by a cemetery. You see all these two uh, uh, mausoleums, and they have these gargoyles perched. You're like, oh, that's a nice mausoleum. Put, people put a lot of money and effort. And yeah, then, let me inspect this. Right. Very good stonework. Right. This is this is clearly part of the Baroque period. You know, that's, that's and then my your one eyes claim to fame. Out. And then your eyes get poked out by <laughs> gargoyles. They get surprised. The gargoyle gauntlet. The gargoyle gauntlet. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Oh. That sounds like a good adventure name. The Gargoyle Gauntlet. Get Carlos on that. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> That's the, next uh, year. Chamberlain, um, the Irresistible Emulator. Is it too late to change? That would be, you know, because he's written the adventure. I it would know. be pretty I'm wrong if you're like, well, we've changed the name. Yeah, I know you spent a lot of time and effort on this, but <laughs> we've we had Rod come on and, and he said uh, we should call it the Gargoyle Gauntlet. And we agree, and it's better. Yeah, it's way better. All right. So, um, have you used the Gargoyle in any of your DMing uh, days? Uh, back in the early days, I did. Okay. When he was meaner. When he was meaner. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I kind of had that spiteful streak. You know, everybody gets it now and then. Mm -hmm. Well, and and it it's it's implied here, but it really is that they uh, can fly because they have the. Uh, What's this? Well, because it has two movement things. Oh my! So it doesn't really show it there, but it yeah. has two movements. So I'm assuming. Let's see, movement. Oh, yeah. It's it has a flying back. speed, yes. So oh, the, the, the dash means flying. Right. Uh, the double dash means swimming. Uh, parentheses is burrowing. And uh, the asterisk is speed and web. So they had to come up with something for speed and so web. So gargoyles can fly. Yes. But they don't have, I don't see Well, wings. they don't show the way. Well, I think, oh, think that's what that black area means. Oh. Fly. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. Oh, so they are nasty. Right, they fly down on you. They poke their, they poke at you with their horn, and they bring you up to their area and eat you. Yeah, and torture. You. So gnomes beware. Right, gnomes yeah. beware. Well, gnomes should beware everywhere. There's pretty much, as we heard, as we heard, they are, uh, they're, they're a choice meal of many a folk. All True. right. What All has right. Uh, production goblin anything on the uh, chat from our, our friends? Any idea on what the, the gargoyle? Is oh, it, nice. Is it the tail? Anyone have any opinion yeah. on whether it's the tail what, what or are the, the horn? Ask, uh, let's ask our. David Thompson says it's the tail. Is the tail very good? See, I need a citation. He, wow! Whoa! You need a citation. You're feisty. You've been gone for two or three weeks, and now you're. Uh, oh, I went the horn. Can I use the horn? All I know is I have Rod who agrees with me with everything, and David is our encyclopedia. I feel like I got the triumphant. I'm um, not sure what value you're providing. Very <laughs> little. Almost none. <laughs> Dan, you are the... It, this, there would not be a show without you. It would just be gut, gut talk. So you're, you're okay. Thank you. Uh, okay, cool. 
Well, that, well, let's do the random spell selection because you do like this as well. Now, should we now? Now, I know this would be a change, uh-huh. but should we do a cleric spell since it's the cleric theme, or would that be deviating from? No, I think I think we should let the dice speak. I got I you. We have. I think one thing yeah, you do. I agree. You know, let the dice do their work. Well, I see, another thing we This is, wow. Huh? Did you pay this guy? I well, I think it's, well, he's an old schooler like us. I think he has a similar mindset. The die, right, the dice. The die, let the die roll. Right, the dice do not lie. All right. Okay, so uh, you know that scroll. We, what we do is we use the percentages based upon a scroll. If you find a scroll, what mm-hmm. type of spell it would be, right? And yeah. so I know James So roll percentages. Your, your, your head, you know yep. the percentages. Roll percentages, and if you roll above a 70, let me know. No. Okay, so it's a magic user spell. Okay. So now roll percentages and let me know if you roll under a 10. A 7. So, okay, it's an illusionist spell. Oh. So, okay, so roll a d8, please. 4. 4, okay, and now one more d8, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. A 2. 2. Dispel exhaustion. Dispel exhaustion. Interesting. That's a fourth level spell. That sounds ridiculously high. <laughs> Man, I'm pooped. No worries. <laughs> no worries. You know, I I'll just blow this fourth level spell. I've never used that spell. No. I've dispel never. I know. And, and, and I had a, an illusionist who hit like I don't know tenth or eleventh yeah. level. Right. You so didn't I just run out and try to level, learn that. Wouldn't I have it by that point? So to have this spell, what level do you have to be? Be seventh level. Seventh level. That's okay. That's pretty yeah. high. All right. Yeah, so that's a, let's look this. Well, this is why we do this because there's some. I, I mean, or, excuse me, eighth level. I apologize. Wow. I forgot there was what's, that. Rod, what's your view on the mending spell and the push spell? Useful, yeah. not useful. Mending, it can come in really good in a pinch. Push, you got to play it right. Yeah, that that gets more into uh, psionics. Oh, interesting. Ta- I've never played with psionics, yeah. so I don't... Uh, Neither have I. It, everybody thinks they're Doctor Strange when they start doing psionics. Though I think we would roll for it. We just never got it. Because don't you roll with the well, Yeah, you have to roll really, really high. high. Yeah. Or you have to have players who say they rolled really high. And you accept it, which I'm good with, too. We have one no, of No, 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 no. The psionic roll must be in the open. Yeah, it huh. has to be out in the open. I agree. <laughs> yeah, psionics for sure. I'll take your 1899 strength. But I'm not taking your psionics on face. Where you have that. You have 300 uh, power. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. So dispel exhaustion. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, level four. It's, it's touch. Three turns per level. One to four persons. Uh, so by means of this spell, the illusionist is able to restore 50% of lost hit points to all persons, humans, demi-humans, and humanoids, he or she touches during the round it is cast, subject to a maximum of four persons. The spell gives the illusion to the person touched that he or she is fresh and well. Stanima is renewed, but when the spell duration expires, the recipient drops back to this their active amazing. midpoint strength. It is good. The spell will allow recipients to move at double speed for one round every turn as if a haste spell. There is no saving throw, so it's not like the... So it's interesting. It's an illusion, but like, you believe it. You're like, hey, you're not the cleric. Right. Uh, yes, I am. That's right. Pay oh. no attention to this. <laughs> right. Here, give me, your, give me your rosary beads. Um, that's a really good. That's a very good spell. Yeah, it's like a, a, a half. A, well, 
for a fighter who seventh level fighter would have you know be anywhere between fifty and eighty hit points. If they were down to four or five, they would they would be at thirty five forty hit points. For if they're eighth level, that's twenty four turns. That's four hours. That's, you could do a lot of adventuring from that. Yeah, and so and this is one of those spells where if you just look at it on the list, you're like, well, I'm not picking that. Dispel exhaustion. Yeah, it sounds stupid. But it's really and useful. you can move twice as fast, and I'm sure some people have played because they mentioned haste that you could get double attacks. I wouldn't rule it that way, but I'm sure people would because haste. The while double movement is great, people love haste because you get twice as many attacks. You double your attack. Oh, so routine. what you're saying is because it says the spell will allow recipients to move right. at double speed, and I know, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. You're a strong proponent of if it doesn't say it, it's right. not so. Right. And but it has a CF. Now CF is like a. I don't know. You're, this is your this is your belly Well, CF is is the people think of it in different ways. I mean, CF is usually like kind of a C also. Yeah. But I think it might be. What it, it's got to be Latin for something. C the C and the F is probably Latin for right. something. You look at uh, CF. In the huh? It's probably somewhere in the beginning of the. What CF? Yeah, I think. No, I think it's like E G and I E. It's it's that's what Dan. But we need it specific. David meaning. Thompson says Dragon Seventy One says Gargoyle has two claws, bite horn. Oh, two. Oh, it is the horn. Wow. <laughs> David, you you had me at the first one. So you know we, why it's not the tail? We have because to stand corrected. The tail's correct. a little heart. Did you see the tail? It's I like don't a think it's a heart. heart. I think it's more like a spade. No, it's a little heart. Apparently, it's, it, it like. It's, it's, I, I would have thought it meant spade as well. Yeah, that's heart. Where's where's this guy been my whole time? He, Rod is uh, him and uh, I are on the same, hat, same, yeah. same page. It looks like a spade. Yours James, is a heart. James tells his wife he's he's moving to Northwest Arkansas. That's right. Hey, you know, we're gonna. I got a podcast to work on over right. there. Right. David Thompson <laughs> says CF means compare. Compare. Uh, I said compare. Apparently. Okay, we need confirmation because compare is not good. Because compare, I think that's right. Which so CF doesn't necessarily mean it's like this. Right. It means com- if it means compare then that would support your theory, which is, is you don't get all the benefits of a haste, because CF right, but, is not... But you know they're gonna, your players are going to ask for it. They're totally well, going to go, oh, it's a haste spell. To, well, you need to be like, don't you know what CF means? Abbreviation for the Latin word confer. That's right, confer. Confertur. There you go. Both, both meaning Short compare. for Latin, both meaning compare. Right. It's used in writing to refer to reader to other material to make a comparison. Right. So CF, because a lot of people, I think, believe that CF is kind of like a more, it's analogous to this, but it's really more compare. So you're right. You don't get the hate. You don't get the equivalent of hate, no. but you do move at double. Right, which is still great. Right. So you'd be like George driving to the airport. But the, the party loses you. Right. Where, are, where is where it? Where is it? But the, you know, so then the question is, and, and Rod, I'll ask you this. So okay. I have, I'm a... Let's say I'm a seventh level fighter. Dan's gnome illusionist who would not be who would not be able to cast a spell unless he had got some kind of intelligence. Oh, that's thing. right. Uh, but let's say he did. Uh, I'm down to ten hit points. I normally have seventy. It says I restore half my lost hit points. So I'm 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 at ten. I normally have sixty seventy. That means I've lost sixty hit points. I would get thirty back. So now I'd be at forty. Right, so you'd be back up to forty. Mm-hmm. And w- for the next four hours. Um, what happened? And I take thirty points of damage, right? So I, I, I'm I'm down to ten again. The spell ends. What happens at that point? I would oh. uh, make you faint out. <laughs> okay. So your thing was it would 
you wouldn't you wouldn't go minus thirty from the ten you started with, but you it would you would, you would just collapse. You wouldn't go back to your ten hit points at that. It's, right, you'd be exhausted. You you just drop on the spot. Okay. Well, yeah, we should look in the DMG. As opposed to you're concerned that I'd be at like minus whatever. I'd right. Be di- I'd die. Right. Is that what you're concerned well, so, about? So, yeah, you're basically when. But when the spell expires, recipients drop back to their actual hit point strength. So what does that mean? I understand it if you don't take any damage, but if you take damage from the time the spell is cast to when the spell expires, what happens to that? I think it's got to be. You just shave them off of the illusionary hit points. That's what I would do, too. Okay. Because otherwise... You you, you don't want to be the heavy on this one. Yeah, I agree with that. Because then you're like... What's use? You know, this spell's terrible. It's dangerous. Then is it dangerous? It could be. Because like, hey, I'm awesome. Well, but Gygax may have, he may have been up to that. Right. Like, this is awesome. I'm great. Well, like Escape from New York, right? Uh, Snake, whatever his name was, Snake. Uh, he he's gonna die. They give him the stuff to keep him going, but he's still dead. He can he can function till he uh, finds the president and gets out of New York. So. Mm-hmm. There's no. And he'd be like doing a monster overdose, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> You, not you, discussed. You, it's the book is silent on it. Do, the DMG, it's yeah, does not silent on it. Okay, I, I would agree with that. I think that's something that you know. This is the problem when you. While it's great the brevity of the text, you always have to be a little careful of how that's going to be uh, uh, adjudicated. Now, the other concern is what happens if he go so, and then you would also rule that if he went below ten hit points. Um, let me ask you this. How, how about if he was, well, no, I answer my own question. Yeah but, so, yeah, but you do have a good point. Yeah, because it does say drops back to their actual hit points. So if you're at 10, right. your actual hit, you could actually be sort of, uh, you could be at like negative 10. Right. Because you've taken 20. And so you could make that argument, actual hit point, your actual hit points is. But that would be weird because then it's like the spell wears off. And you realize you look down. And you're like, oh my God. I'm dead. <laughs> this I'm is a your dead man walking. entrails are hanging out. Don't anyone tell him. Right. He's like running around and like, you know. Well, and it supports the idea of hit points as it talks about in the DMG is this, of course, abstract thing of it's, it's not just your physical health. It's your luck and stamina and all these other things. So I'm okay with that, but I'm sure there's a scenario where you'd have to make a ruling beyond, okay, these are temporary hit points, um, any damage is taken off the temporary hit points, and, um, you know, so basically, so again, use that example, um, you you get 30 hit points back, you take 10, then a cleric casts Cure Light Wounds, actually your permanent hit points are now 18 or 15, your temporary is 15, and you basically just subtract from the temporary until they're gone. Which which is fine, because a lot of uh, I think that's how it works in fifth edition, right? Uh, production goblin Nico, uh, temporary hit points. There's some spells that give you temporary hit points. You take them off the top first, and then you yeah. go through. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rod, have you ever played an illusionist? No, I have not. So you've 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 never played a gnome illusionist thief. I've never played the illusionist class. Mm. It just gets better and better. No, it just gets better and better. It just. Uh, shall we move on to clerics? He's played a cleric for twenty minutes. For twenty, for about twenty minutes. Yeah. Right. So, 
So uh, and while we segue to Cleric, so Rod, tell us, you know, we did talk about you have a monster session. What other topics do you talk about in your podcast? Because we really, I think for our listeners, maybe they can get a feel for kind of if you have some general themes or things you talk about. Well, I try to bounce it around a little bit, make it uh, a variety of things, uh, product reviews. Uh, I've done a few module reviews. I'm going to get back into those later on. Okay. And... Uh, uh, class character, uh, best class for a character. And I believe, Rod, I believe your most viewed podcast was you did a review of the updated Salt Marsh. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I did the old school versions on the Ghost of Salt Marsh. Yeah. What is so? Can you tell me a little? So, what's the difference between? Because obviously, I know Salt Marsh. I, obviously, I know you won mm-hmm. from back in the day, and uh, it, it sounds like uh, it's it's based upon that. Correct. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. And, and 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 for our listeners, and they can obviously watch your review. What do you, what did you think of the update? I like the update. I really do. Uh, I like how they put the uh, factions in the city. There wasn't much, if I recall correctly, the module salt There really wasn't much to no. the town. Correct. No, and, right. and you won. See, they gave it. They gave us some more flavor mm-hmm. to uh, decide which way you want to swing. You know, you got the Scarlet Brotherhood that's active there. I kind of went with them myself. Mm-hmm. And, and then, I, if I recall, Rod, this is the first uh, book in the the latest edition to have the World of Greyhawk, which, of course, you have on the, your back wall. It's the first right. setting that's in Greyhawk. Everything else has been in Forgotten Realms or some other uh, setting that in the history of D&D. Yes, yes. All right. Um, I love you. To my recollection. I'm sorry? <laughs> To my recollection. Yeah, yeah, I think so, because um, that's obviously one that just came out. The uh, w- We just finished John, DM John, who mm-hmm. um, was funny. He uh, he texted me this week because he was listening to where we talked about the gnomes falling through the... He said, hey, I told you it was there. You still went through it. Like he, he Remember I said I fell through it and I was kind of unhappy. He's like... I told you. I told you the floor was unsafe. You still went through it. So I said, "Well, maybe there was a misunderstanding." So, <laughs> you know, I have to be careful with what I say, or else our, our folks may uh, text me on it. But uh, he just ran us through U one, and my character, who is a no Winkly Winkly Pew Winkly Pew, uh, is now the captain of the Sea Ghost. Wow, Captain Pew! Captain Pew is the captain that we we commandeered the Sea Ghost. Wow! So he's the captain. Wow. It's uh, it's great. <laughs> I didn't take any of the magic items. I said that's okay. I will take the ship as my as my. Are you treasure. concerned about a mutiny? Uh, I, that's why I have hip, uh, hypnotism. Oh, suggest. Now, see what I would do, right? Going from Salt Marsh, I would go into the Kafka series. Yep. Well, that's. I think that is the. Um, well, I think he's going to do Danger Dunwater first, which is uh, what is the next one. I think you two. Uh, right. And then, well, the problem with the Lakofka series for us is that uh, after I took over Dan and Ed's campaign in the Borderlands, I ran mm-hmm. I ran Secret of Bone Hill. So I'm, I couldn't. He, he, if he did that for me, I couldn't play. I mean, it wouldn't, it would be, it wouldn't it, be a secret anymore. It would not be a. There'd be no secret. You know of Bone the Hill. secret of. Bone I know Hill. the secret of Bone Hill very yeah. well. well. There are some others there, though. Yeah, on, on the the else. Uh, yeah, in fact, he came out with one years later, right? Assassins, uh, not. Uh, Assassin's Not is L2, and then he came out with, what, L3 and L3 L4? and 4 and 5. Yeah. You can get those on Dragon's Foot. Yeah, see. Oh, is the L4? Look, I, 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 Lenore Island. Let, oh, okay. 
Yeah, but it could be for Len LaKafka as well. Very clever. I'm sure the alliteration works in many ways, so. They were laughing and laughing. They were laughing. Well, it's it's funny. Let's segue into clerics because I was reading an article from Len LaKafka about clerics, so. The cloister cleric? Uh, that's one of them, and the other one is spells for clerics, which oh. they added some of the other ones, which eventually ed- ended up in the book that shall not be named. Mm. Well, I like so. So I- we're going to talk about clerics. This is the beginning of our series of classes, mm-hmm. and right. we're going to you know starting with the beginning of the book, player's handbook, uh, the first class you run into after you do your uh, attributes and you do your race is is the cleric, which mm-hmm. um, you know for me personally. Uh, and again, Rods gave his take. Uh, I have found it. It's I've, it's interesting because I think a lot of people have your perspective, which is, eh, I'm not feeling it. I'd rather be a fighter or a thief or wizard, uh, a druid even, or a druid. Okay, <laughs> well, interesting. An illusionist even. See, uh, yeah, I don't think so. Would you He's rather, never played an illusionist. Would you rather be a gnome illusionist or a human or a half orc cleric? I would have to go up the half work yeah, player. Of course. <laughs> Fourth level max. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. Not anything but a. Would you rather be. I, I would. Uh, would you rather be a human living in Orlando? Then I can retire. Yeah. Huh? Would, you, would you rather live in Orlando, human being in Orlando or a gnome illusionist? I'd right. rather be a human living in Orlando. So right. That's how it is. But I think there's a lot of people who either have an aversion to it or they don't. And to me, the cleric is, at least in the first edition, one of the most versatile and powerful classes. They have, they almost, at least at first level, they fight as well as a fighter, if you don't use any of the, mm-hmm. their hit They do, table. that's right, they do, right? The at first level, they have the same hit they, table. They have the same hit table. Uh, they can wear armor. They can heal, they're the only ones who can heal themselves at first level beyond the paladin and his two hit points for lay on hands. So they check all the boxes, but I think a lot of people have the reaction that Rod does. So what's, I don't want to say what's your version. Why haven't you not found them an attractive class to play? Um, I'm not really a fan of Colothies. Okay. But, you know, because I always start a, a cleric out as a Colothi until they get to about second or third level, and then I put them on a personal quest to go acquire their armor. So so they're earning their stripes. Oh, I see. Mm. So you don't allow, or, or not allow, you don't, you don't play them as someone who's fully armed to the teeth like some you know, religious battle zealot. You, you, it's more of right. a, they're, they're a traditional cleric, whatever that means, because again, you're dealing with all the pantheons, but we kind of we dump them into the Friar Tuck, uh, not the Templar mode, and you then say right. they have to quest for that. Is that, is that correct? Right. Earn your stripes. That's the way I see it. Gotcha. Well, and they're limited. We can talk about this later. They're limited on weapons. They are limited on weapons, right. which, again, a lot of people go, you know, they, they pitch sideways because why are they limited on edge web? They can't shed blood. Now, maybe some of the good clerics make sense, but evil clerics, why? Well, I am a worshiper of Asmodeus. I, can, I cannot kill you with a, a dagger. I must... I must pull out my footman's base. I am the worshiper of the... That's right. That would be a little odd. Okay. So here's a question for you. I've rolled a five or less. On which stat? And an attribute. Which which attribute of five or less would require me to be a cleric? I I would not have gotten this. I would Mm. say... Well, I'll let Rod, he's our guest, go first. Which one would it be? Can you guess? 
So I guess this is the attribute that the cleric needs the least. It uh, is not, no, it is not. I would say dexterity. James is correct. If you're a five, if you're five or less on con, what do you have to be? Do you think? Uh, it's either illusionist or magic user. I'll say illusionist. Rod, do you agree or disagree? I agree. Oh, you are, I agree. You are both. You are correct. There you go. So yeah, five or so five or less. And we know on, charisma. Which one five or less is? Because we went over that. That's, the, oh yeah, and, and Nico caught me on that because the pregen in the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Nico, Nico had the lowest reaction roll of all time. I think probably literally. So he goes, he, he wants to parlay. Mm -hmm. And so he announces, he, there's a lesson here. Before you announce you're going to parlay, you check your, your charisma score. And he looks down, and what was that, four? It was like a four or three. And so, right, and so he, he, he correctly points out that he should only be an assassin. I make up some sort of nonsense We have about, to fix well, up. We have, do have to sit down in the next couple of weeks and go over the tournament, take our right. notes, and add that. So. so he has like a four charisma. So he's okay. at like a minus 20 or something. Something like that. You know what I rolled? I think I rolled a one. Yeah, he rolled a one. He's like a minus 19. Yeah, no, it's beyond. I mean, no, it was beyond. It, it yeah. needed something worse than immediate attack. Like summons the gargoyles. <laughs> summons four to 16 gargoyles. Release the gargoyles. <laughs> right? <laughs> attack and release the gargoyles. So, all right. So, uh, all right. The cleric. I never played a cleric until I went to uh, Gary Khan. I played clerics the whole time I was there and I actually enjoyed playing clerics. I like clerics. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't. Like I don't know it. why. Because um, I, you know, one of the back to the thing about psionics. One of the reasons I gave out or allowed psionics. Someone said they rolled it. A monk said they rolled it. Is because we had what seven or eight people playing in our party, Nico, and we had no one playing a cleric. No one. Not not a multi cleric. Nothing. I'm like, no one wants to play a cleric. No. It was only later that uh, we got one or two people who wanted to play a cleric. And in this game, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, if you don't have healing, there's very little natural healing in the game. Sure. Unless you have a high-level illusionist. Unless, apparently, if you have well, a high-level illusionist. that's not natural. That's right. illusionary healing. So if you're playing first edition, they're resting. Um, if you rest for 24 hours, you get one hit point back. Unless you're going to give out potions of healing like their Gatorade bottles you're, or scale back the monsters, you're going to... They're going to struggle. Um, so I'm, I'm just always curious why people do. I think part of it is because they're concerned all they're going to do is heal people. That's they're basically the field medic, and they run around and do that, and they, they don't do some of these other parts. So I like Rod's idea of really leaning into the religious part of it because I think what you and I have talked about is that gets short shrift in general in the characters. You know, Really, the books talk about you know, this this is their gods are real. They have they want to influence the world. They expect their mm -hmm. followers to influence the world. And the players really don't want to do that. At least the players we have. But you're supposed to be proselytizing. And so right. to learn about clerics, I think the best place to learn about clerics is in the Deities and Demigods yeah, book. Right? Yeah, it really talks about clerics and the importance of clerics. I mean, if, if you're going to follow what Jim Ward says in the Deities and Demigods book, is that the clerics are actually the usually the leader of the party. Right. They're looked upon as sort of the spiritual leader of the party. Uh, well, I think the downside is that, you know, picking spells, if you're a spellcaster, it's fun to pick spells. But if everyone just wants you to pick a bunch of cure light wounds, that gets boring because yeah. there's not a lot of creativity then right. in using your spells. What do you mean you took light? Yeah, right? <laughs> Don't take light. Well, it also depend on your pathion. Would depend on um, 
extra abilities that you might acquire. Right. Okay, let's now talk about That's probably the, the worst cleric of all time based on Pantheon, which is where Nico, sorry, I'm going to bring up your cleric. Oh, this is in the In the Pelinor campaign, right. the deity you worship, but he didn't allow you to heal or something like that? Yeah, uh, what was it called? Um, it was the, he was the romance deity, Mulus. Was Mulan? 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 It was Mulan or Mulan. Um, so we played the Pelador campaign, which is from Imagine, Imagine. Mag mm -hmm. Magazine, which is the British uh, TSR magazine. Mm -hmm. uh, lasted for a few years. And they had developed a campaign and they had a pantheon. And one of them was uh, Mulus or Mulian. And it was the deity of love. He couldn't. Cast healing, right? You would remember. Nico would remember. No, and I would. No fighting. He couldn't fight, <laughs> and he couldn't cast any healing spells. <laughs> Why is he adventuring? Why is he here? It was great. <laughs> he, he, well, he wants to share the and, treasure. And the, part, and the part is like, oh, we're hurt. Looks at our Nico and goes, "Sorry." I'll like, where's the cleric? <laughs> Nico's looking behind him too. Everyone you, looks at Nico, and Nico looks behind him. All you need is love. Come here. Let me give you a hug. Right. He couldn't use offensive spells yeah. either. You could just like you couldn't. It was. It was. I thought it was great, but okay. But, but I think that goes back to Rod's point of um, your your thing of you know if you don't if you play him straight by the book in the player's handbook, you, right. you get away from the deities. Um, to your point of uh, that they should be the leader, well, charisma should be a high stat for clerics. I agree. But yet, most clerics I see, they have 10. They, it's almost their dump stat. They, You're right. Because they don't want to burn a good stat on that. They want a strength, well, wisdom first, because it's the prime requisite. Then they want right. strength so they can fight. They want constitution so they can get right. hit points. And they want dexterity. So intelligence, meh. Charisma, meh. But really, it should be more like a paladin where they should, so if I were to change the rule, I would say, um, you'd ha if you were going to be a cleric, you have to have at least a 14, but then... Oh, wait a second. Or a half-orc. Can a half-orc have a 14 charisma? I think they can have a 14. Half-orc, charisma, 12. 12. Well, but it's 14 to other half-orcs. That's true. You're well. So I have to leave a, lead a party of half-orcs. That's right. Well, that's right. Half-orc So, so the half-orc cleric is like, hey, I'm the leader. That's right. He's, I'm the leader of this party. And still, Are twelve you? is pretty good. So, that's not bad for um, anyway, but that's so, so Rob. What I, I didn't mean to steal your thunder there, but that, but I agree with you. Something to get them out of this, again, World of Warcraft thing, where they're just you know doing air, of, you know, healing and healbot kind of thing. Right, the healbot thing's a joke. Yeah, and, and honestly, and it and it it causes people not wanting to do that because basically half or or the majority of their spells are just. Um, are burned through helping the other party, which again is good, but I think that's why a lot of people don't want to play it, uh, play the cleric. Right. Well, see, people today, they think they can spam everything as well. Oh, yeah. Just like in the video games. And you can't spam heals in D&D. &D. That's just, <laughs> the mechanic is not there. Well, and especially in first edition, yeah, you're, you, get, you right. can get tapped out um, um, pretty quickly. And, and the the healing, while it's better than the alternatives, it's still pretty paltry. Uh, mm. You know, the, a D8, if, so if you're a first-level cleric, now there are some advantages, um, you know, with clerics. Unlike magic users, as written, if they mm -hmm. have a high wisdom, they get bonus spells for, for up, right. first, up first and right. fourth, right. which is nice. Uh, which is helpful because then you could take uh, double cures. Yeah. 
and, and that's what people expect. And I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, coming from, you know, 35 years for playing, that, mm-hmm. you know, if, if I looked at someone's character sheet and didn't say CLW times whatever their uh, thing is, I'd be like, what are you doing? What, why would you... Right. You, you got to... Unless we had, like, three clerics, you all better have um, Cure Light Wounds because for us, the game was B2. Go in the dungeon, encounter stuff, kick the door down, kill the things, grab their stuff, go home. So when you've run uh, Adventures... Have you tried mm-hmm. to change that up so you don't have that kind of rinse, repeat, murder, hobo uh, kind of mentality? Yeah, I did it with Castle Caldwell. Okay, so why, give us an example of that if you don't mind. Well, there's uh, an instance in there where you come across uh, three different rooms. Each one has a, uh, a brigand in it. Well, I beefed them up a little bit because the party seemed a little overpowering. Uh-huh having two fighters. So the first thing I did was I made the cleric unconscious and then went in there with the other guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they didn't have the same options. You know, and, and definitely the party does act differently. If, they, if, if they're full of resources, they're more, less likely to talk and parlay and everything else. They're all about kill first, right. ask uh, questions later. Well, right. I mean, you know, the Wild Wild West theme, you know, go in there, shoot things up, shoot things up some more, kill the survivors, then ask questions. Yeah. You know, that's your murder hobo right there. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you can say something. Well, I, say, I mean, I think there's some interesting spells. I think augury right. is a good spell. I like that spell. Well, and that's another part of a cleric at which they have, they have access to spells which can be problematic for the DM, especially if they're being improvisational. You know, if you're using a pre-gen module, it's not as difficult, but Augury and um, some of the other spells, Div- Divination, which is fourth level, you know, they basically mm-hmm. call upon the DM to kind of adjudicate, hey, if we do this, is this good or bad? And sometimes that's easy, and sometimes that's not easy. Which yeah, I remember it- when I was running the Borderlands campaign... And I remember I had Lane's character was basically set up as the murderer, you know, because right. like they find this dead guy and then there's, you know, he's being accused and they're going to have this trial, right? You know, uh, basically a duel or whatever. And uh, he said, well, no, I just bring a cleric in here to tell him, tell him the truth and cast a detect lie. And I thought, well, I don't know. There's, there's not a high enough cleric around. But, you know, I, right. you know, I just started playing again. So I wasn't even thinking about detect lie, but that, that could be pretty useful. Yeah. Fortunately, the, the cleric, the the cleric in the uh, Borderlands was evil, and he wasn't that high level. So. Right, right. And it was the Borderlands, so I could get away with saying, you're not going to get a cleric. You know, there's no cleric around right. you know, within 100 miles of that high of a level. But we, 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 you know, again, unfortunately, we got so fixated on them just being a walking medic that mm-hmm. we minimized some of these other spells. Like, we wouldn't pay. Bless is a good spell. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. It is a very good spell. But you got, for Bless and Chant, like, those spells... I think what you got to remember, right? Some of them, anyway, you've got to cast before you're in melee. Right. And yeah. people oftentimes think you got to think in advance. You have to know that, right? I think Ed pointed this out, which is like the you know, like they say the chant spell is basically you're off on the side chanting. Right. You're a cheerleader. Go, right. go, go, right. Got the signs up, right? Exactly. Right. Bard like. Huh? Bard-like? Yeah. I see a bard. Major leader. That's right. <laughs> There's little bleachers with the, the, the cleric with the chant and the bard playing the lute. Right. Well, and, and that goes into your thing of the the uh, the cleric being the leader. Hey, I, 
That's right. You go like the coach. Okay. Go, go get them. Get in guys. there. Get in the game, guys. That's right. I'll call in the plays. That's right. Well, that goes into how we would want initiative, right? Everyone time out. Okay, come here, guys. Right, you're going to go over there. Remember we talked There's about There's a lot it. of that. There is a lot of that. Lot. Ten minutes, we talk about a minute worth of combat. Exactly. Right. So, um, so, you know, we talked about the benefits. They can heal. They get bonus spells. So what uh, weapons are they using? Well, they can use basically non-bleeding weapons or non-edged weapons. Yeah. Um, yeah, bludgeoning weapons. Club, not many. Club, yeah. flail, hammer, mace. And staff. Right. In the, in the mm-hmm. PH, that's what they're allowed to use. Later in mm-hmm. the book, That Shall Not Be Named, they do expand that. They give them a missile weapon called the Sling Staff, which immediately every cleric had because that was the part they didn't like. They couldn't just sit back and, and throw things at people. So. Oh, that's right. Because the only one here that you could throw out really is what? Is the, the hammer. hammer. You could throw the hammer. And unless it's not probably not coming back. No, it's not coming unless back. Unless it's magic. Unless you're going to have a bandolier of hammers, you're throwing it and then right. you're done. Right. And it's a D4, so it's really not... Oh, that, oh, that's terrible. It's not a whole lot of damage. Oh, yeah, so that's not very good. No. So the, later, the, when the sling staff came out, they were all about that. You get a decent hit die, though. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. terrible. They are the third... Be- you know, if, if you take fighter, paladin, ranger as having the most hit point, they're right there, the next ones. And, and druids, you know, there as well. From a fighting perspective, the druid, which we'll talk about later... Their limitations, they, have, they can only wear leather armor, whereas the cleric, uh, if, if they're not playing a Rod's game, they, they can wear whatever armor they can buy from the game mm-hmm. or, or, or find during the thing. Well, Just don't give them full-on plate. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's in the book. That's then they get too be, clumsy. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, and that's kind of the... Uh, I think that's the archetype that's kind of portrayed in the book here. And right. I think that's a way to get out of the Healbot typecast, like we talked about, is... Is not lean is is make your world different. Have a pantheon where deities provide maybe strong benefits, but they also have uh, they break the class. So maybe uh, you know, like you said, uh, augury spells are twice as effective, but they can't wear mm-hmm. armor. Or um, you know, it's the god of of wisdom, so you get more bonus spells, but you can't wear armor. You're more like a magic user. So you're not breaking the game. You're just leaning into that the deity is more tied in because it almost feels like the, the deities, at least as described in the player's handbook, are an afterthought. You're, you're, you're generic god that you have to worship. And you know, I look at Greyhawk where the deities are you know, they're tied to the land. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I look at it as aesthetics. Yeah. Because everything has to have something to make the mechanic work properly. Exactly, exactly. And where it falls into clerics and paladins, you know, that that's the deity has to play an important role in their life. Well, uh, and go ahead. Oh no, I was I was going to shift. I was going to so Well, I think one other part is I watch another podcast, you know, I watch a lot of there's some great content out there, and I like the thing of really leaning into the deity's role. Back to your thing of uh, you know they the the clerics they 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 are not the uh, you know parish cleric who's has a flock who's taking care of them if that's that's the non that's the cloistered cleric that's the NPC cleric you right. are a instrument of your deity and uh, the reason you have these powers is because your deity wants to promote either his or her agenda 
And I don't think the cl- we don't force as DMs typically. I won't say everyone, but we don't force that as much as we should. Well, you did you did a good job because you've played clerics yeah. and you they were devout. Right. I mean, you had. I was an alcoholic. Fun. Yes, you had an interesting right because uh, you had what Dionysus was right. the goddess of god of wine, and uh, basically I took it as. I had to be intoxicated at some level to memorize and cast spells, and mm-hmm. so I was, you know, a nineteen-year-old drunkard, which is sad. It was, it was, and maybe that's why we went through four of them. And you couldn't, well, you couldn't ride a horse. Though. Couldn't ride a horse. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, Rod, but in the Deities and Demigods book, right at the beginning right. of the Greek. Greek mythos. mythos. It says that they can't. Uh, maybe except for Apollo's, follow somebody. They, I think somebody. Most can, cannot ride. An, cannot ride, ride a horse. Can't ride a horse. <laughs> Annoying. I didn't notice that. I, I haven't really read that much unless I'd go in there and pick one at random. Right. Yeah, and I think that's where um, if you have time and you're running a consistent game, you should make. Now, when you run a campaign, do you run uh, like a Greyhawk or do you build your own campaigns? I I mainly run Greyhawk. Okay. Do you leverage the Greyhawk? Sometimes I'll delve into Forgotten Realms. Do you use the Greyhawk deities, uh, you know, Saint Cuthbert and and Hextor and those, or do you let the your players pick any deities? I, I try to sway the the player toward the Greyhawk deities, but if they want to say go with Oot, I'll let them do it. Okay. Yeah, because you know the other advantage of having a pantheon that's directly tied is is you have stories, you can have enmity. So mm-hmm. uh, Hextor and Herodotus, they're they're brothers, if I remember correctly, and they you know uh, one's evil, one's good, and they they see each other, and it's fight, fight, fight. Cuthbert and Eus, another classic one where uh, they hate each other. So there's there's things that you would not get. If you just allowed the deities and demigods, because what's the chance of two random clerics having, if you use the whole pantheon of every deity, picking ones that there's an issue with besides alignment? Well, that's a good point. And thank you. Going off mm-hmm. of that, you it, the world is so broad. Are you going to run into someone that you actually have a rival deity with? Right. If, if it's if you don't use the same pantheon, whereas you know a lot of the um, uh, the whole talk in, in the Greyhawk uh, books is you know the, the interplay between uh, the deities there, and that you are right. the direct tool. So I think one of the things I would advocate if you have time and you're running a campaign is take time to make uh, or, or pick a uh, uh, pantheon. So that you can set up this drama, so that your clerics are not forced just to be the field medic. It's almost mm-hmm. like they should come up with a class called field medic. You know, they have some scientists. You want to be, this, you want to, be, you know, like if you play these video games, whether it's World of Warcraft or uh, Team Fortress, right? You got the healer. They run around and they 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 do their thing, and they have limited fighting. They mm-hmm. this this really should not be that. This person should be, like you said, leading the party, always putting their spin in. Um, and, and and having an agenda. Well, well, if you look at it, a cleric basically starts out zero level as a fighter training the order. Yeah. So you're basically a fighter for your deity. Well, especially in basic, because back in basic, uh, you didn't get a first, you didn't get a spell till second level. Wow. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're you're a a limited fighter. You. You're gonna get in there with your mace and try and do what you can with it. Yeah. It's it's. it's, it's the, 
if I was to play a cleric, I would have it once my spells are exhausted or I save my spells until midway through the battle when somebody's going to need it, I'd be out there swinging that mace. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that's what, and, and um, they should be doing that. They should be, you know, full of faith that their deity is going to carry them through regardless of that. So you're looking at class right. limits? Yeah, and... and, and I'm, I'm sorry, Rod, go ahead. Oh, I, I thought you were talking to me. No. Sorry. Okay, I've just noticed. I'm sorry. You know, I tended to grasp because I was looking no. at who, hard to believe. Who could, you know, what classes you can be, what races what page you can be as a cleric? On? I'm on page 14. 14. But okay. I noticed the picture on page 14. So there's one guy here. Wait, the his smart back one. is turned. Huh? Right. The smart one. Do you know what this is? Um, I don't know the name, but I've encountered one in Doug's game. It's the Cataplepas. Yeah, they're nasty. Right? Yeah, you, it has a gaze that kills people. Right. Which is why he's running into. Oh, that's why he's saying don't look. So this guy's going to be done. Is this guy, they turn to stone? What happens to the gaze? Uh, I think he just die. Oh, so he's saying don't, so, don't look. Yeah, we're on the page of, uh, and this is literally a complete diversion. But so he okay. is smart. Right. So you're looking at page 16 of the player's handbook. 14. 14, excuse me. And you see the Kato Blipas. Which yeah. has gaze causes death. Oh, so he's that's smart. Yeah, so that guy, okay, so that's why that guy's turned around. Right, he's running in terror because he, he knows. knows I'm a dead man. Okay. This, this guy is a dead man. So the, so the cleric <laughs> has more parentheses than any other, in terms of what race right. can be, has more parentheses, which of course means NPC only, than any other one. Can you name the only other? Parenthesis, race, class, that is, can only be an NPC that's not a cleric. Oh, an NPC that's not a cleric. That's not a cleric, right. So, uh, there's only one. It, well, it's, it's, it's cleric-y. Yeah, druid. I think a ha uh, halfling That's druid? right, halfling druid. So, the question is, what was Gygax up to? Well, I was going to ask you that question, because we never figured out when we did the, ha when we did the demi-human races, why... The limitation of all those dwarven and, and maybe the Archduke uh, David Thompson or are um, the scourge of the North State uh, Vic Dorso if he's still on, maybe they know why the MP, why um, there was limitations on clerics for the demihumans. Rod, do you have any uh, knowledge about why that was like that? Uh, in my own theory on this subject would be that the. The ones that do the primary adventuring would be the ones that go out. The uh, the asterisk or the uh, parentheses ones would be more for village backup and support. Yeah. So the idea that these races didn't really promote their deities, didn't promote proselytizing because they didn't care about that. Again, and I, that right. makes sense. For I would include half elves there unless they were human. I guess the idea is. Only the, the ones that are have half human have that some oh, propensity right. to go out, whereas the other mm -hmm. ones are home and hearth kind of. Uh, they're going to stay home, or they're going to be right. more pastoral to to Rod's port. That makes sense. Now, I, I better it's good explanation as I've heard. So. It, I agree. Which is another reason why people probably are disinclined to be a cleric is the limitations on the races. So if you want to be a dwarf, an elf, or a gnome. 
well, let's be serious. If you want to be a dwarf or an elf, right. you're not going to, you know, so then you're, you're not going to be a cleric right off the bat. And well, but except if I, I, if I could be a gnome cleric illusionist 7-7, seven, seven, that would be amazing. That would be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. So let's talk. That's, I think, one of the benefits, though, is, is the multi-class. Right. So I think there's some very cool cleric multi-class characters. This is one thing we agree on, which yeah. we think mm-hmm. the coolest Right. And now, Rod, I believe, I, I think I saw that you're, you're in terms of half-orcs, you like the fighter uh, assassin, I think? Yes, yeah, fighter assassin was awesome build. We, we are more inclined to the cleric, the cleric assassin. assassin. Just mm-hmm. because, you know, sort of investing your murdering right. with a religious mm-hmm. zeal right. in and, D&D. And, and if you could get to fifth level, to me, I would... Uh, I would almost give them a way to be fifth level because then you could animate dead. Then, ah, then it's just so close. Win- Necromancy. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, that four is rough. Yeah, because limit of four. W- limit of four, and there's no, wow. no, there's no numbers. There's no parentheses. There's no. It stops way to, at four. Yeah, yeah that you you have to figure out a way to do that. Uh, but that so and and I think the cleric ranger right is a great combination. The cleric ranger. As a multi-class is probably one of the best. You get so many hit points. You have a lot of skills. You're super powerful. As That is pro- by far from a power gaming, I first open air quotes, is one of the best out there. Are there any- I think you got everybody out there that's wanting to play a, a dwarven fighter cleric. Yeah. Well, th- that you can. There's a dwarven resilience. Uh, you can uh, if you use the book that shall not be named. In this book, that's true. Yeah. This. So we, we're speaking in one e because because once UA came out, then yeah, then everyone was all kinds of things, and we get more towards the editions, the later editions, where you know, right. dwarf paladin, half orc paladins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, gnome clerics. Everyone's whatever they want to be. It's just cats and dogs living. breaking it, really. Yeah, cats and dogs mind. living together. Right. Vic is a big proponent of that uh, as well. Our one of our dear friends. He's I, and I, you know, again, I don't, I don't have an issue. But then you're not playing one e. I think you're playing, uh, you're playing a different game. And uh, one and a half. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what we call it. One point five. And it's a setup to future things. And you know that going back to basic, like you were talking about, there's something endearing about playing the elf, the elf as class or dwarf as class. So you don't get right. this, you know, dwarf paladin assassin. Or, you know, you could do that, but some weird thing that what is the basis of this? And like, there's no basis. I'm just coming up. Okay, well, great. Then, um, and I think you know, it 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 finally takes the last part of the. What I think Gary Gygax has said a number of times that he wanted the the milieu to be human centric and have the demi humans as periphery. If you allow every combination, you're, you know, we're going to have a whole table of demi humans. Which, if you're okay with, then that's fine. Right. That, that's why I, I ended up getting into a in table argument during a uh, zero session where this kid wanted to bring in. A tiefling into first edition, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Hold on, Rod. I have to explain. Says you just said a word he doesn't understand. I don't know what's happening. So, tiefling. I'm saying it slow. It's a, it's a devil. It's a human. It's like a Cambian, if you remember those from Monster Manual Two. I have to even go farther. No. Yeah. Basically, a human with devil ancestry. 
What? Yeah. yeah. So they have some pronounced no, trait that's on. that's. It looks like a cambion. He you, should be lucky that he could be a half orc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, oh, no, I, no. I, I, it came after. I think I don't know if it was second edition or for. But how old was this guy, Ron? It was uh, 21. Yeah, exactly. There's your problem, my friend. That's right. Millennials, am I right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He felt entitled, didn't he, to be a, a whatever. Basically, a yeah. Because, or something? Well, you know, and I, I explained to him, I said, this exactly. is my world. I'm limiting to these classes and races that are in this book. Mm-hmm. So this is the half-demon human version, Cambion. So uh, later they expanded it to... Uh, so... I've got this blood in me. Right. So I'm a tiefling. I've got some cambion. In this case, in this case I have that one. It's so the, devil blood. So the cambion's getting busy with some human? Well, some devil's gotten busy with uh, human. There's a whole lore. That, Whatever. But yeah, it's, it's, it's an established race that you can be in later editions. Those books over there. I don't care. I know. I, uh, Call it divine intervention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, or divine know- intercession. So there you go. Inception, yes, that's a good one. Yeah, you're welcome. You can keep that one. <laughs> the cleric thief is a cool. I thought about yeah. this. Half or a cleric thief would be pretty cool. Yeah, don't you think? Because mm-hmm. I'm a thief, but I'm a cleric. Well, especially I'm like religious. command. You know, again, that first level command is very powerful. There's a guard. You say command, and mm-hmm. if they're a low level, they have no save. They just collapse for a minute, and you sneak by them. So there, there's definitely that's true. Command, whole person. A whole person is great. No alignment could be kind of good. Yep. I don't know. The cleric Continual fighter. darkness. Or, no, mm-hmm. that's third level. Uh, uh, darkness mm-hmm. could be useful. Mm-hmm. The yeah. cleric fighter magic user. I always thought three classes. Wow. That's a lot. Advancement's going to be so <laughs> darn slow, isn't it? It is. It is very slow. Yep. Wow. Because you got to evenly split your hit points, or your, your experience points, I'm sorry. I, I think... Um, you know, where I've seen that useful is when you have, you need a utility player. You've got, right. <laughs> you've got five players. The dungeon master is not allowing multiple characters. So someone's played the fighter, someone's played the magic user, someone's played a cleric, someone's played mm-hmm. a thief, and you want a backup. So you, the guy, he's, he or she's the backup player. Right, I see um, that. You know, that's what produce. Anything on the chat line that's interesting? Now we're talking about 5e. Oh, no. A 5e? <laughs> what have you done? This is not a five. I derailed it. Oh man! No, it's okay. Not you, Rod. The, the, uh, uh, Nico, the production goblin's just letting. I mean, we might as well talk about get Pathfinder while we're here. Get control of the chat room. That's right. Whatever it is. Ban those. Ban the. Ban yeah, our we two need to people. Ban. Yeah, we need to set some guidelines. That's right. Don't we? <laughs> if the letters five and e are together, you'll be banned. It's a ban. Blacklisted word. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Oh well. Well, Rod, um, like I said, at this point, we're, we're pretty much done with Clark. I mean, we talked about rolling the party. They're a healer. They should be a leader, right. potentially. Uh, mm-hmm. Deities, you know, one of the things that is sometimes challenging for, I think the last part, we did talk about deities, but um, have you had to, so for instance, if you've had a cleric, someone's running, um, and they worship, you know, a very good deity, and they don't follow in your mind, quote unquote, what they're supposed to be doing. I know Blaine. He's yeah, um, I, I have uh, done to run five climate changes. Oh, really? Okay. Can you get? Yes. Can you tell us about that? Well, we had a uh, 
in one of the adventures we did, we had a cleric that was uh, neutral, and he came into a room where a paladin was kneeling at an altar and decided to kneel next to the paladin and pray with her. Oh. Well, you mean he was, he was a druid? Right. That's what we would call it. And it just, uh, really, his deity did not approve of it because it was a, um, not a friendly deity. Right. Yeah, exactly. He's choosing. So what happened? Lightning bolt? What happened? I he was smited and became uh, chaotic neutral. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because you're and and we've talked about this before. Deities and demigods says that you should be the alignment of your deity. Right. Which can mm-hmm. be tough because okay. usually isn't this the way it goes down? People pick an alignment, then they go hunting for a deity. I could be wrong. On right. This. Like they alignment. Mostly that's what they do. Alignment shop. And it's hard. You know, chaotic neutral is hard to find. Dionysus. I know. He's crazy. <laughs> He's like... Alcohol and, and worship. What could possibly yeah, go Yeah, and does wrong? he have like mood swings? That's He's the like... The other choice you have in there is death. Yeah, I think there's a few like that. There's not too much. There's... <laughs> I mean, death could be all all alignments. Yeah, I think he's. I think it's. Yeah, it's. I'm not sure which one. Uh, uh, but the, wait, what's death? Is death an actual? Or you just mean gods of death in general? Well, gods of death. Typically, yeah, death is the name of a deity. Yeah, oh. death is a deity in there. Which way? In which mythos? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, sound nice. There's Dionysus. Boom. Oh, oh yeah, no, no. Dionysus is great. Yeah, chaotic neutral and like. Basically, it's like, you know, because some people are good drunks, they're bad right. drunks, yeah. so you're all over the, you can be all over the place with your right. moods. Right. And then I, learn, I, you know, what's good about using a real deity, quote unquote, um, there are hymns to Dionysus, so I would just espouse them during the uh, adventure. And some of it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because on, on one hand, he represents joy, pleasure, and camaraderie. On the other hand, savage, mindless, bloodthirsty violence. Right. If someone wants to worship Dionysus, you need to be like, I'm sorry, now. That should be a warning because this, you know. I, well, I did that. And, I, and you saw it. I would go from fits of, I love you, man, till kill everyone. Right. That's why you have to teeter both sides of the fence. Yeah. And then the player's just yeah, like, hey, cool. I'm just I'm being true to my. I'm, I'm just I playing li- my character. I listen to the podcast. Right. He says you need to, to get into okay. the. Uh, Murder kobolds? Got it. Your deity. So, but I, but I, and, and I have had players that just play their alignment to the hilt, and they are good at it. Mm. And then there's others that just like, oh, I'm lawful good, but I want to go stab this guy <laughs> in a bar. Lawfully. In a good way. I drank way. too much. In a good way. Mm, just yeah. murdering everyone in a bar. Mm. That sounds familiar. We did, was there, were there witnesses? Yes. The bar owner. Remember? He was hiding, and you came back later, and I think he was like horrified. No, wait. They'd been sold. <laughs> He'd moved. <laughs> I, I uh, we went there. There's no one there. It said we closed. He had sold it. Yeah, he, right. was, he was like, "That's enough." You know, it's bad when this guy is in like this cave with all these baddies, mm-hmm. and he's fine. Right. And you guys show up. He's like, "That's it. I can't take it anymore." <laughs> I've told. I've I've said this many times. Who is truly the evil? Right. The party is pr- the most evil uh, force. It's, yes, there's they an article the there. Um, all right. Anything else on clerics? No, I, I think the part that we could take from this, and, and, and I need to do a better job, is in paladins, clerics, forcing them to, um, forcing your player if they want to be them. And again, this is hard because if, mm-hmm. if, you make it, if you make it too painful, people are going to be like, now nah, I'll just be a fighter. But if they're going to be a cleric, they need to 
lean in on the deity. They need to um, really play with it and then introduce the moral dilemmas, introduce the rivalries. Um, you know, something that happened in John's game last week, which was kind of an accident, but uh, the Lizardmen had a deity and, and our only cleric was like, well, this he, he kind of ran in and almost YOLO'd uh, at that point. And uh, I, res- I thought it was crazy, but I respected it because he was playing his character, which is, here's an evil deity, not a deity that I'm a ri- not really a rival, but it's you know someone with a different point of view, I'm going to take it to him. So I, I think we should f- encourage and steer behavior. One of the tools I don't use, which I need to start doing, is you know, when the cleric is not proselytizing, perhaps he doesn't get that heal spell or he doesn't get any spells for the day. Oh, that's right. Right. Uh, which we don't do. And then right. divine intervention, your last part, your favorite thing. Oh, yeah, divine intervention. It's right there. Well, it's for yes, everybody, right isn't it? This is not just for clerics. I know. It's, there's but a 5% I, in there, a base 5%. Oh, no, 10%. So it's DM. Because, you know, so I think things are interesting here, which is that some people probably expect too much divine intervention. Right. But a lot of other people, don't they don't think, it. like, so if you're at one hit point and you're about to die, you might as well try for some, you know. Right. And 10% is amazing. It is. So as DM, you'll, I'm on page 9 of the, mm-hmm. of the Deities and Demigods book. As DM, you'll have to determine the amount of involvement of deities as you develop your campaign. Spur-of-the-moment intervention can be handled as follows. If the character beseeching help has been exemplary in faithfulness, so there you go, you need to have been exemplary in faithfulness, mm-hmm then allow a straight 10% chance. So yeah, so being exemplary in your faithfulness will give you a base 10% chance. But I love this. You're like, oh, this is awesome. 10% chance that Dionysus is going to appear and save the day? No, 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 no. That some creature will be sent to his or her aid if this is the first time the character has asked for and not received help. If double zero is rolled, there's a percentage chance equal to the character's level of experience that the deed itself will come, and then there is modification. Mm So that is interesting. So, you know, you've got at least a chance that the deity will appear. Yeah, a first level person, in theory, you could, if you roll the, a zero, zero, and a zero, one, so what's that? Uh, one in 10,000 chance of the deity himself showing up, which is still right. am- amazing odds. That's really not that bad, considering right. how many millions of planets oh, and wait. everything else. Go how ahead, did Rod, you? I'm sorry. Oh. I had a level one cleric roll a 99. And I just gave it let, to him. Let, let it, <laughs> it was like, nice. you earned that one, buddy. Yeah, good. That's cool. Go ahead, Dan. But isn't this, so you were doing this, I view this as you've got, you if you have to roll zero, 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 zero on your first, first roll. And then you have to roll a percentage to your thing. Oh, right. Then there's a percentage that's equal to the character's level of experience of the deity. Oh, yeah, so that is really, really rough. So, so if you're it, level one, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, you right. have to roll one in 100 and one in yeah. 100. So that's one yeah. in 10,000. But mm-hmm. considering, you know, one of the things I try to remind my players, because they... You know, they think their deity is just sitting up there and that this is the only cleric they have. You know, these, de- these are major deities. Right. And the, the idea of the prime material world is there's a multiverse of, you know, the, the, the dwarves are not just on your planet. There are dwarves throughout the prime material plane. So Moradin is busy with potentially millions and billions of dwarves throughout the, all the planets that are there. Uh, they, right. So, you know... You're not the only fifth-level cleric they has to worry about. He, there's plenty of clerics. So the fact that it's a 1 in 10,000 really is still pretty amazing relative to the amount of... If you, if you adhere to what they talk about in the deities and demigods. And for instance, Loth 
in Queen of the Demon Web Pips and uh, against the Giants, you know, mm-hmm. she's trying to take over Orth, which is Greyhawk, and mm-hmm. and it says she has taken over many worlds. So there are many worlds that have dwarves and gnomes. So the fact that these deities are even worried about one cleric is pretty amazing, relative. It would be like, you know, there's 7 billion humans on the planet and, and the deity would come and help that one person. Again, they're omniscient, but they would personally show up as... as well, uh, and the 10% chance, it says some creature. 10%'s not Right, I'm bad. talking about the 1 in 10,000. No, I know. But still, so, is, you know... Yeah. You know, it's, it seems small. It's actually much larger than you would think in the context of that. And I think that the 10% chance of a creature is pretty high. Yeah, it's I huge. mean, that's, that's 10% chance that somebody, right. one of their the deity's agents or right. whatever, has listened and, has sent, and just as some creature, which sounds like the DM has discretion there. That's right, a food creature. Right. right. You know? Gargoyle. Or a gargoyle. Yeah, or, or uh, what are the, uh, what's the tail? The, gar- the gorgon. The gorgon. That's right. That would be amazing if a gorgon. Came. Four to six. Well, it says some creature, so I guess it's just one. It could be a. It could be a squirrel. Well, see, I, I made it to where it was um, somebody from their past that they'd lost in a previous adventure. Oh, okay. Mm. Came back as like a spirit oh, a avatar idea. or something. Right. Okay. Yeah. What kind of stats would you give? Each of their deity. That's really interesting. What stats would you give? Did you give? Uh, that? Well, I did beef them up a little bit, <laughs> but. I made it to where it was more believable mm-hmm. than being the all omnipotent deity. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. I like that idea as well. Uh, so, oh, and it also mentioned it in the Deed and Demigods how you know one of the problems, challenges, is that you're just a, you're a tool. Right. You're a ma- you're, right. You're a pawn. One of the more that's the word used. One of the more dangerous functions of any cleric is is that of pawn of the god he or she serves. Clerics are sometimes required to attempt to block the plans of the servants of other deities, and they may even be sacrificed for the ultimate goals of the god they serve. And you're supposed to mm-hmm. create places of worship. I like this. This could mean building of a simple roadside shrine at low level. So you have like a little hut or a little stand. Well, I would have a, a sidebar, mm-hmm. like a bark truck. You know those bicycles? You're like, so you're like, yeah, so you're like the guy holding the sign, the world's coming to an end, yeah. like on the side of the road. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Save yourself. Yeah. Okay. Look busy. Dionysus well, is coming. Look busy. <laughs> yeah, you could always have these little tiny monuments all alongside the road. Right. You're mm-hmm. basically it's not that a, hard to do. a graffiti artist. You're the yeah. You're one of those uh, urban artists who go around and spray paint. Dionysus is coming. That's right. Drink wine. That's right. <laughs> Eat, drink, and be merry for mm-hmm. it's coming. So, well, very good. Um, Rod, any final thoughts here? Because what we're gonna we're gonna do our announcements now. Um, you know, why don't you one more time kind of give your uh, where you can be found and what you're doing, and if if you use social media so that people can connect with you. Uh, why don't you? Tell well, folks. I do have a Facebook page. Okay, uh, is uh, Thaco Factor uh, slash uh, Roll Damage. Okay, I uh, do associate with other Facebook groups, and I'm. Right there on YouTube under the Thaco Factor. Wonderful. wonderful. So hopefully uh, that'll be uh, Rod's suggestion. We'll do our suggestion thing later. But hopefully you all fail your suggestions uh, fa- save, save versus spell, and you'll sign up and like and subscribe, as they all like to say, right? Make sure you subscribe and do the alerts so you can, when he does a new video, him and his wife or just him, you can get access to it. 
So Rod, right. thank we, you. We just have a great time doing this. It's 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 just fun for us. Awesome. That's yeah, great. Yeah, and I can tell. And, th- and thanks for helping to keep first edition alive and well. Uh, yeah, we appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah, I even started a hashtag a few months back. It was hashtag keep first edition alive. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're all trying to do, and uh, I think I think we're succeeding to an extent. Do you go to uh, North Texas? Any uh, of the conventions? Uh, no, I'm I'm just stuck right here in Northwest Arkansas for right now. I'm in the process of building a house. Okay, well, I think next because in June, right? North Texas is where is it located? I mean, it's got to be clear near Arkansas. It's I know da- Dallas. Yeah, it's I Dallas. If it's the Dallas area. Yeah, that, that's a, a a little bit of a drive. It's well, James, the thinks- furthest I've ventured out really so far, other than. Well, recently I went to Oklahoma City. I got you. I got you. Well, James is the guy who thinks that Australia, that uh, that uh, the Thane can just pop over to Korea right. tomorrow. I feel like it's, you know, like those old maps where they just, yes. it was just a blob out there because people don't know. Well, I heard recently that in those old maps, the United States was portrayed larger than it really was. Have yeah. you heard that? I'm I mean, sure. I have not confirmed. Yes, it was. Is it, now, that's interesting. So maybe that's where you get that from. Yeah. Everything I'm, else is scrunched together. Right. Europe's this small and the United States is like, it's like Greenland. And, and Canada. And Greenland looks, was much bigger, yeah, because right. they, yeah. They, yeah, they stretched they, out the map. The latitudes, right? That's right, it's huge. Or is it longitude? Which one goes across? Latitude is up, up and down. The longitudes were much longer. Longitude means long. Long. Now, Lat- there you latitudes go. were, I think. It was, yeah, okay, so it was very yeah. wide. It looks like it's there. distortion because they're taking a sphere and putting it on the right or something like that. that. Right, they tried to raise it up so it was the flat instead of being the rounded. Right, well. Well, Rod, very good. Thank you for taking time to be on Grog Talk today. We're going to do our announcements now. So um, thanks again. You're always welcome to come on the show, text us, or you got mm-hmm. Dan's email. If there's a topic you want to talk about, we'd love to have you on in a future thing. And hopefully okay. if you uh, get down to Florida, we would be happy to, to game with you. Hey, that sounds like a great time. Anytime you want me, just shoot me an invite. Awesome. Thanks, Rod. Thank we really you so appreciate much. it. We really enjoy your podcast. Hey, until next time, I'll be watching you. All right, All right I appreciate it. See ya. All right, bye. This is Big Publishing Company Production. All rights reserved.